0: You are listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. Our goal is to help you follow what Jesus taught in Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, here's our host, Marina Maria.
1: Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Alex Cook from Wealth with a Purpose. Alex is a licensed financial planner in Australia. He is passionate about providing Christians with highly practical training in the areas of personal finance, church finance, and entrepreneurship. His courses are designed to apply God's word with contemporary financial planning practices to your personal finances, your business, your church, and your ministry. Thank you so much, Alex, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your ministry, that the Lord has given you wealth with a purpose, where Christians can learn to apply what God's word says about money, wealth, and possessions. Thanks, Marina.
2: It's great to be with you.
1: Alex. When I was looking through your website, I noticed that you provide so many resources, courses, consulting services. And the first thought that came to me was, or one of the thoughts that came to me was, how did God lead you to this ministry, Wealth with a Purpose?
2: Mm, That's a great question. So it goes back quite a bit now, must be at least 15 years I've been in the finance industry in Australia since 1998. So, was that, 23 years ago? And um, about 2005, I'm guessing, maybe a little bit after that, I really just started to sense that God was wanting me to um, use the skills that I'd started to build up in the finance industry, but to use them instead to build his kingdom. Um, I'd always had, I guess, what I call the ministry itch. Um, and what I mean by that is I'd always had a sort of a a desire to be in ministry in some way like uh, I guess it was a feeling of wanting to be able to do more for, for the Lord and um, I felt you know as a, as a full-time financial advisor you know how do you do that do I do I go to Bible college and become a minister and do that instead or do I use what I've already got you know what skills I've already got and so over the course of probably a, a couple of years I just really felt God was speaking to me uh, to do it and had a few prophetic words and a whole range of sort of culmination of events that led to me doing it. And so what in fact occurred was I ended up selling my first financial planning business back in 2013 to start the ministry. And so I sold out of that business completely and uh, went and lived overseas, went and lived in Argentina, funnily enough, and started Wealth With Purpose from from there and uh, started writing all the courses, writing all the content. And, uh, yeah, then it went from there. And then we came back to Australia four years ago. But, uh, yeah, so it was just I guess it was a journey and it was just a real sense of calling, just that, you know, this is what God wanted me to do and that it was really just a case of using the skills i already had and combine it with god's word you know what surprises people is god's word actually talks a lot about money in fact it's actually the most talked about issue in the bible something like 2300 odd verses and so i just felt a real sense of calling that this is what god wanted me to do and uh, ultimately when you feel like that you have to obey (laughs) at some point in time there's an act of obedience and so um yeah so i sold that last business and started the ministry and here we here seven or eight years on. So it's exciting.
1: I know you had the skills already about financial knowledge, but you have so much to offer in your ministry. You have consulting services, you have webinars, you also have courses and other resources. How did you gain so much financial knowledge and financial planning?
2: Yeah, good question. So Mixture is just the practical experience from my job from helping other people. Um, Then the rest of it, particularly in the ministry side, was really, um, it it was learning from what other Christian ministries had done. So in in the US in particular, there's lots of good ministries over there, like Crown and Compass and Dave Ramsey and people like that. And Mm -hmm. so I read, basically, I read all these guys books I read all read all of them and uh had to learn very quickly because I'd already had if you like the financial planning skills but what I didn't necessarily have was the the biblical knowledge around it what's the bible say on all these different topics and so it was a case of learning how do you put these two together you know what does the bible talk about debt I've helped people get out of debt but what's the bible say about it? and trying to connect the dots between all of those two things Um, so that was a that was a journey. At the start of the ministry, it was just me learning and reading literally everything that was out there, um, and uh, and then trying to create courses and content around that. And so um, yeah, it was a journey. And some of it, particularly with churches, I, I was I was very um, I was very fortunate to deal with a lot of gracious pastors. That when we were helping them and helping them grow their finances, like so, our our focus with churches is to help them to be more generous, to help their members to be more generous. So that they can fund, you know, the vision that God has for them, and so learning how to do that and how to how churches operated and what was their what were their key issues that was something I had to learn basically learn it on the job and uh, learn through gracious pastors working with them. So it was a it was a it's been a, a journey of what we call bump and scratch. You know, you kind of you learn along the way and have a few bumps and scratches, but it, it uh, it's overall been a, an amazing journey.
1: What does it mean to align your finances with God's word?
2: Mm, It's a great question and it's a very important question. Really, what we're saying here is that the Bible speaks a lot about money and that ultimately, as believers, we have to decide are we going to do it our way or are we going to do it God's way? And, uh, you know, in the book of James, it says we've got to learn to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to money, how do you do God's word? And so what we, the journey that we went on was learning, well, this is what God's word says on these different topics, whether, you know, it's about investing or whether about it's about debt and saving, what does it say? And then making sure that you then align your finances to doing it God's way, following his approach. So just a simple example in our world. So in, in Western culture, we're very debt obsessed, you know. Uh, in Australia, house prices are the national idol and uh, everyone here is drowning in debt. Australia now is the second most indebted households on earth. Um, to give you an idea, the median house price in Sydney is one million US dollars. Um, so the, the prices are staggering. Wow. And the amount, of money, yeah, the amount of money people have to borrow to buy a house is huge. So, but what the Bible says? So, if you look in Proverbs twenty-two, it says the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the slave of mm-hmm. the lender. So, the the danger for, um, for for people is that when you're unaligned to God, you take on way too much debt, much more than you more than you should, and then you may become enslaved. Mm-hmm. And really, the devil wants to use money against us. You know, he wants us to be either enslaved to the system, Mm -hmm. to the world, the economic system, or maybe he wants you so puffed up and pride, you know, I've done it myself, look at me, look how great I am, uh, that kind of thing. So the devil uses money as an attack against us, you know, whereas money ultimately should be a tool for us to do good. You know, we should be using money in a way that glorifies God and has a positive impact. And the only way you're going to do that is if you align your finances with God's word and do it his way. Because ultimately, his way works best. Uh, If you want God's protection over your finances, you're going to get that just by default by doing it his way. And by doing it his way, you're also honouring him. You know, God wants us to be obedient and honour him and glorify him with what we do. And so by aligning ourselves with his way of doing it, that's, that's exactly what you're doing. So it's, it's a very important concept. Um, the challenge, I think, in our culture, though, is that many people just don't know what God's word actually says about money. I mean, I would say, in, certainly in Australia, people are biblically illiterate in general, <laughs> let, alone, um, let alone when it comes to money. And as a result, they're getting all their messages from the media, from the world. And therefore, they're often getting either half truths or messages that are just straight out unhelpful. So we really need to soak ourselves in God's word and learn what it says and then take the action and align ourselves with what God's telling us to do.
1: So how do we align our finances with God's word? Give me an example of of what the world is doing wrong. And then another example of what God says to do.
2: Yeah. Well, to me, it starts with your mindset. So the, well, I'll give you an example from Psalm 24, verse one, it says the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, including those that dwell therein. And what the implication of that is, is that everything in the world, including ourselves, belongs to God. You know, we are, we, we are not our own. We belong to God. And therefore the mindset shift that needs to occur is that the money I have is really God's money. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, you know, in in the Bible, you've got the parable of the talents, which is often called, depending on what version of the Bible you read, it's often called the parable of the gold bags. Or in one version, it's called the parable of the loaned money, which I really like conceptually because the way I say to people is that the money that I have, that God has given me, is really on loan to me. Um, from god and in my lifetime i've got to steward it well so the mindset that, that christians need to have is actually the money that god has put in my hands it's not really mine it's his and i have to do steward it for him so the first thing we need to shift if we want to align our finances with god's word is our thinking and make sure that when we're, we're managing money whether as a single person or as a couple uh, that we do it in such a way that we we say right how am I going to manage God's money? You know, and this starts at the absolute basics. So if you think about how much we earn, like doing a budget is what we call it. So, so you might earn a certain amount of money. Of course, we then spend a certain amount of money. But are we spending our money in ways that honour and glorify God? Now, obviously, we've got to spend money on ourselves to some degree, right? We've got to get, feed ourselves raise our children, all that kind of thing. So there's that. But then beyond that, well, are we using our money for eternal purposes? Are we spending our money on things that are going to last forever? So that's what stewardship looks like, is saying, well, how am I going to spend the money that God has put in my hands? But if you don't get the mindset right, and the mindset mm-hmm. is that it's actually God's money, then you're starting on a faulty premise. You, you've got to start with the view that actually my, my time on earth is very short. And I've got to use, use it as wisely as I possibly can. And I've got to steward and spend the money that God's given me in ways that build his kingdom. You know, in Western culture, we're very big on building our own kingdom, You know, mm-hmm. our own career, our own jobs, our own houses. Our, fam- You know, we're, we're always building our own stuff. But the, God put us here to glorify him and build his kingdom. <laughs> and so our money should be reflected in that as well. We should be doing the same thing. So, um, yeah, so the starting point is get the mindset right, and that is align your finances with God's word by realizing that your money is in fact God's.
1: So that goes also with the thinking that we need to constantly renew our mind with God's word because that's going to help us shift our thinking, knowing that whatever we possess, be it money, be it possessions, are all from God.
2: Absolutely. And as you say, it's a constant process of renewing because – we, we live in the world, uh, in our world, there's, there's good and bad, there's light and darkness and the darkness unfortunately can creep in to the way we do things. Um, uh, if you look what's going on around the world at the moment with, uh, you know, with COVID, there is a huge amount of fear uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: going on, you have fear of job loss and so forth and the problem with fear is that then can have a very negative effect on the way you handle your money. Because what it can do to people is if you're fearful about something, if you're fearful about losing your job, for example, then you'll tend to withhold, you know, you'll withhold money. And so this is this is one of the, uh, the things we need to be careful of and why, as you as you said rightly, we've got to renew our minds to make sure that we're trying to think about things in the way that God would want us to think about it. Because um, if we're not renewing our mind, we'll start going off, off track <laughs> the wrong path and and worrying about things that God doesn't want us to worry about. I mean, one of the I think the fascinating things about what's going on at the moment around the world is that it's a great reminder to remember that God is actually in charge of all of this. He's sovereign over everything. Um, that he is our provider. So it's not the world that provides for us. It's it's God is the provider. Um, And, uh, yeah, he is a good God. He's a loving father. And so it's a real challenge, I think, at this time to really understand who God is, what he's really like, the fact that he loves us and that he has a good plan for us and that he will take care of us. So it's a real faith step. And I think that's one of the good things that tough times can bring is, is it will help renew renew our mind because we're forced to really think. How what what do I really believe here? Do I really believe this?
1: That's um, true, and it helps us. It it encourages us to also trust in Him.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's the position He wants us to be in. Totally trusting Him. So exactly. yeah, exactly. Like, it's a, it's an exciting time. I think it's uh, you know tumultuous and can be a bit stressful at times, but it's uh, it's a good time to really. I think God is if you like, pulling a bit of the rug out from underneath the West, trying to trying to wake us up,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, and uh, we'll see a lot of good fruit come out of it.
1: Absolutely. You also mentioned about repentance. Can you share about that?
2: Yeah. Look, repentance is a critical biblical concept, um, and repentance just means to turn around. So it comes from the Greek word metanoi, which means to turn around. And so when we repent, uh, we go another way. And so, you know, we're talking about aligning our finances with God's word. If we're if we've been going down the wrong path and going the wrong direction, now's a chance to repent and turn around and go the other way. Um, and that can come in all sorts of ways. You know, for example, one of the things with money is we often get our identity from it, and this is this is very problematic. And it was a uh, it's something that we can all face throughout our life. But it was a big challenge for me when I was younger. When I was uh, 21, my first, uh, job in the finance industry was in stockbroking. And when I was a stockbroker, I wanted to, not only did I want to be successful, but I wanted to look successful. Now the problem, (laughs) the problem with someone who wants to look successful is you can imagine how that drives their financial behavior, right? You know, they want to have the nice car. They want to have the Mm -hmm. the fancy suit. They want to have all these things to look successful. Um, and so when you think like that, it, it be, and I was at the time, I'd only been a Christian for a very short time. But the problem is I was getting my identity and my self-worth from, um, from my job and from what I had, as opposed to being a precious child of God. And, and so this is the, the, the big thing for all of us, is that we need to make sure that money does not affect who we are and how we see ourselves. You know, whether you're rich or poor is irrelevant, and especially given the fact that we all die with uh, absolutely zero anyway. You can't take any of it with you.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: what you put along the way that matters. And so that's that's why we need to be really, um, really careful. Um, and as you were saying before, you know, you've got to renew your mind. You've got, to, you've got to sort of do constant checks along the way to make sure that you're not drifting off. Um, but repentance is critical in the sense that repentance is an acknowledgment that, hey, you know what? I don't do everything right always. I need to, I need to stop. I need to re- turn around and go a different way. And by doing that, you know, God, you know, God is all loving. He's, he's forgiving. And he wants, us to, he wants us to repent. He wants us to do things his way. Um, and it works. And so when we do that, God will help us through you know, God gives us his Holy Spirit to guide us and to take us on a, on a journey so that we're much more fruitful for his kingdom. But repentance, to me, if you like, is a starting point. We've got to say, you know what, I haven't done it right. I need to go the other way. I need to repent and turn around. And uh, that's yeah, it's a great, it's a great starting point. And we've all got to do it with our money as well.
1: Exactly. I know you help Christians learn to apply what God's Word says about money, wealth, and possessions. Do you also have clients that are not Christians that come to you for your services?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. So we, we do. We don't get too many only because the way that people find us tends mm-hmm. to be through. We have um, a, a few radio programs and so forth. So a lot of people who hear about us are hearing us through either through their church
1: mm-hmm. or
2: through um, uh, through the Christian radio. So the answer is yes, we do. We'll happy, happily help anyone. Um, but it's predominantly Christians. Yeah, but right. more than happy to help anyone and just... Um, You know, we're we're very clear about who we are and what we're about. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah.
1: Would you say that your clients are from different parts of the world or are they mostly from Australia?
2: Yeah. So um, with the ministry, they're from anywhere in the world for the ministry side. With our financial planning business, they're all from Australia, different parts of Australia. So a lot of my clients, I've never met them uh, in, in a physical sense, in a meeting. I've only ever mm-hmm. met them on Zoom. So I would say 95% of my clients I've met through Zoom. <laughs> which wow. Is, uh, yeah. Um, so they hear, because our radio program is national, so it's all across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, people are picking up from us in, you know, Western Australia and Northern Territory and South Australia. And so, yeah, we've picked up clients everywhere. Um, but, yeah, that for just for legal reasons, because of our licensing, they have to be in mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah. But the ministry is global. The ministry, they can be anywhere.
1: That's interesting. Great. What are most of your clients coming to you for advice for? Yeah,
2: it's a good question. Um, generally speaking, um, the thing that some people, um, if it's people over 50, it's generally thinking about retirement. Mm-hmm. So retirement is a big fear for many people. The, the fear is, you know, will I have enough money? Will I run out of money? So that's a, that's a mm-hmm. big fear. Um, and then the other group of people would probably be young couples in their early 30s that have just got young families. You know, they've got a few kids and they're worried about insurance and making sure their families are going to be OK if something happened to them. Um, so the, they'd be the two sort of main categories. Um, and so it's, it's great fun because like with um, particularly those in their 50s, uh, where we're talking about retirement, I try and explain to them that I'm a, a bit of an unusual financial planner in that I don't believe in retirement because uh, I, I have a simple philosophical, well, biblical view, is that, yeah. um, is that Christians were, were never meant to retire. We're not. There's nowhere in the Bible about, that talks about retirement. So I say to them, look, you need to prepare financially for retirement because the, the reality is that, you know, we get older, we can't necessarily work in paid employment, uh, so if you're in a very physical job, you know, maybe you're a truck driver or something like that, then it's not possible to be driving a truck when you're 85 necessarily. So we say to people, we want to prepare financially, but from a scriptural point of view, you've actually got to run your race for Jesus to the very end. And that doesn't that doesn't stop just because he hit 65. Um, and so I say to people, when you get into that sort of second half of your life, the big question is, how are you going to use that second half of your life? Um, for, for God's glory. what do you, what What is God's purpose for your life? What is your assignment that you have? Because I believe everyone has an assignment. I'm very clear mm-hmm. on what mine is. Some people, you know, mm-hmm. take a while to discover what theirs is, but I'm very clear on what mine is. And so, like, I love teaching what the Bible says about money. So why would I stop that at 65? I'll do it until the day I drop off the perch, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm here to do it as long as I can. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and God wants... God wants us to think like that. He wants to also reward us. You know, in heaven, you'll be rewarded according to what you've done on this life, and so you got to run your race right to the very end. Um, and the other thing is, when you when you think like that and you think that you're biblically, uh, as in run your race to the end. My my experience as a financial planner is people who are engaged in work um, live longer. They live and they're, mm-hmm. they're much more fruitful. The longer you work, the, the longer you work, the longer you live. Um, and it's because that's the biblical model. And if you look, you go back to right back to Genesis, of course, there's the seven, you know, you have the seven day creation. What happens? God works and then on the seventh day, he rests. And that, that should be the model with us. We're, we're meant to work. Working, working is a good thing. I think in our society, we've become sort of leisure obsessed. And so we tend to think working is sort of a necessary evil. And then we go and rest. Whereas reality is, we're here to work, we're here to be productive and do useful things for God's kingdom. Uh, and, we, and then you just rest along the way. And then we have our final rest when we get to be with Jesus in heaven. Um, but, yeah, so we need to change our mindset. And so one of the exciting things with our Christian clients is we get to talk about these kind of issues. And, and obviously, because a lot of our clients are Christian, we talk a lot about giving and things like that, because... You know, if you go to a secular financial planner, they'll see if Christians are giving, you know, 10% of their income, they'll say, oh, it's, it's too much money. Why are you giving so much away? Whereas we can say, actually, no, well, why stop at 10%? You know, if if God has blessed you abundantly, why not keep giving more? So we can have all these sort of exciting conversations uh, with people and uh, really help them with their finances, but in a, in a way that is much more purposeful. So it's exciting.
1: Thank you, Alex, for being on Faith City Outreach. I bless you with this scripture found in Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.
0: You've been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Join us next time as Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies in their ministries. All music is courtesy of zapsplat.com and our thanks goes out to Four Winds Ministries in Arizona for partnering with Faith City Outreach. If you'd like to support this ministry, just go to fcoprogram.com and click the donate button. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.